Hi guys, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of Sermondo Talks. My name is Christina and my guest today is Emma Tamir, who's an Amazon marketing expert and runs her own marketing agency, Marketing by Emma. Let's say hello and ask her a few questions. So I'm here today with Emma Tamir. She's based in Columbia, Missouri, and she's the founder or co-founder of Marketing by Emma. Hi, Emma. Nice to have you here. Hi. How are you this morning? Super good. And you? Doing well, thanks. Excited to be here. I'm also excited. So in one sentence, how would you describe Marketing by Emma? So we are specialists in creating copy for e-commerce business owners that are looking to communicate authentically with their dream clients and get them really excited to purchase. And since when have you been around? We've been around since 2016. I've been in the marketing field for a long time, but we really started working hand in hand with Amazon sellers and e-commerce owners in the 2006, late 2016, early 2017. Okay, so quite a while already. Yes. Um, I lurked a little on your website and I've seen that you offer Amazon services, <laughs> which is a nice wordplay, I think. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Do you have any experience with selling on Amazon yourself? No, I don't. I've never actually sold on Amazon, but I've worked so much with other Amazon sellers that I feel like I really understand all of the ins and outs and I'm in a million groups and I hear all the different struggles that that Amazon sellers go through and I really make an effort to make sure that I'm always aware of what's going on and even what's coming up so that we're always on top of things. Very good. Um, what would you say is the greatest challenge right now in Amazon marketing? I think it's sort of the challenge that's always been the challenge, which is that if you have a whole sea of different options that are very similar, how do you really make yourself stand out? And as there's more and more, and there's also less and less attention, how do you not only stand out, but get people to take that pause and get excited enough to continue reading or to look into you a little bit more and increase your likelihood of actually being able to make a sale? Um, what kind of services do you provide? So when it comes to Amazon specifically, we offer Amazon listing optimization, and then we offer a bunch of different a la carte options depending upon what sellers need. So if they're a registered brand, we can help them with their EBC, which I guess is now starting to be called A+, and also uh, infographic text, which is a really awesome way for sellers to turn their imagery into sales tools because a lot of people are visual shoppers. And so this allows for you to make sure that your image isn't just showing off your product, but that you're also taking an opportunity to highlight some of those different benefits that people wouldn't otherwise be seeing if they're not actually reading your listing. So maybe it's a way of, again, piquing their interest or just connecting with them because that's the only thing that they're actually looking at. And then we also can help with front-end keyword research. So if people aren't sure what words they need to be integrated into the copy of their listing, into their title, their bullets, and their description, we can help them identify those because that's obviously a very important and crucial part of putting anything on Amazon these days or ever probably. So. Yeah, definitely. Um, you seem like you're pretty in the loop with all the news going on in the, in the Amazon industry. How do you stay up to date? 
So I think a whole variety of different ways. Number one, I'm married to somebody that loves the news. So <laughs> he, he does a good job of keeping me updated. I'm constantly getting text messages of articles to read and threads to check out. Facebook is a great resource. There are so many different groups, not just for Amazon sellers, but for e-commerce business owners and all sorts of different specific niches. So uh, you know, with all those different specialists running those different groups, they're they're doing the hard work of actually figuring out how what what's going on, but also what all those things actually mean for Amazon sellers. Because that you know, the news is maybe sometimes they try to interpret things, but you need to actually know. Okay, well, if there is all this mess going on in China, what does that actually look like for me and my business? Yeah, um, there are lots of black sheeps out there with uh, marketing agencies that also deliver outdated services. Uh, what would you say makes you guys different from all the other agencies that are out there? So we're really word nerds. We're obsessed with, <laughs> <laughs> we're obsessed with creating fantastic marketing writing. So I am constantly reading uh, everything from what's going on in psychology to, you know, the foundations of, of what good copywriting looks like and everything in between. So I'm making sure to always educate myself and then share what I'm learning with the rest of my team. So I think that's number one, the main focus of, of being so, uh, constantly working to stay to hone this skill because it's not something static it's not something that you learn how to do and then you just know how to do it for the rest of your life the consumer is always changing they're learning more they're becoming more sophisticated not only about the different product offerings but also about how they want to be marketed to and so what worked 50 years ago or even 10 years ago that might start to feel really manipulative or outdated and so you need to be making sure that your marketing writing is reflecting what people are wanting now yeah i agree um do you have clients from all over the world yes we work with everyone from australia new zealand kazakhstan brazil i mean i actually i have one of those scratch off maps and my intention is to actually scratch off all the places that we've worked with people but i guess i've been too busy to get around to hanging it or scratching it so that's actually a nice idea that's some other use for those kinds of maps right yeah, i was gifted one a couple of years ago and i thought oh i don't know but now that Not that I thought of this. Again, if I ever get around to it, that's the real question. Super nice. Um, if I would ask one of your clients about his or her opinion about your work, what would they say? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not good at it. Uh, I, I, I always feel like you're allowed bragging. to brag. <laughs> I would say that first and foremost, they would say that we're really professional. So we're obsessed with deadlines. We've never been late on a deadline ever in the entirety of running our business. And I have no intentions of ever being late. So I think the fact that they're, you know, receiving fantastic work is a given. Uh, but all those other things like being on time, being very responsive with communication, making sure that we're creating something that they're going to be really happy with and always keeping their best interests in mind. So sometimes clients will come to me and they'll think that this 
particular feature is so amazing and they worked so hard to to engineer it with their with their factory but the reality is is that that feature isn't what's going to really help them catch and excite their customers and so that's when it's my role to say this is great and your customers will love it when they actually open the box and start interacting with your product but that's not what we need to focus our attention on at this stage when we're just trying to develop a, a initial interaction and a beginning of a relationship with somebody so you're pretty honest there Yes, <laughs> maybe to a fault sometimes, but I, you know, my ultimate goal is that the people that we work with are successful. And so I feel like if I'm just doing what they want and that's not in line with their success and they're coming to me as an expert, then that's my responsibility to be making sure that we're really keeping that in mind first and foremost. Yeah, I have the same opinion. I think when you already taking the money and go to someone and pay them for doing their job. I mean, they're the experts. So it's always good to listen to them or to you in that case. Um, <laughs> but what happens if I'm not happy with your work? So if you're not happy, then we'll have a, a dialogue and you can point out what it is specifically that you don't like. I find when sometimes it can be really difficult. Somebody looks at a piece of writing and they're just like, I don't know. This isn't this isn't what I loved. So or what I was hoping to get. So actually going through and color coding can be a really easy way to start to articulate that because just saying I don't like it isn't going to help any creative person figure out what they can do to make it so that you do like it. Maybe there was one sentence that just, it threw you off so much that you hated everything else that you read, but just changing that one sentence would be enough. So being able to go in and highlight this I didn't like, this I did like, um, these are some details that I forgot to mention, but are really important to me that I think we should work in. And so then I can start to better understand what it is that you're looking for. But I, we also try to do as much work on the front side so that we're very clear before we start a project, what your expectations are so that we're on the same page and so that we don't have to have this really involved and lengthy reworking. But we you know, if, if somebody is not happy, that's not good. And we always try our best to make sure that clients leave smiling. Um, talking about clients' expectations, what do you expect from your clients upfront? Do I have to prepare like a mood board or just write down what I want? Or would we hop on a call? How would that work? So we have a questionnaire that's created for each of the different services that we provide. And so that asks everything from who your top competitors are to who's your, who's your target audience and your dream client. So starting to dig into all of those different details, because at the end of the day, you're going to know your product and you're going to know your specific niche in a much deeper level than we do. And so having some of that background research that you've done and being able to communicate that helps us to sort of zero in on, on what it is that you're trying to do and what it is that you're imagining. But I always am of the opinion that the more details, the better. So if you have an idea that's really important to you, maybe you've even been brainstorming taglines or you saw an advertisement of something totally different, but you really loved the approach that they took. All of those bits of information help us to have a, a more whole view of what it is that you're trying to articulate. What do you like least about your job? 
<laughs> uh, well, you know, I own this business. So a lot of the administrative tasks, I'm currently working to hire somebody to share those responsibilities with because I feel like I sort of spend my day drowning in emails and things that are keeping me from being able to really lead and grow this company in the way that I want to. So I, I think I've outgrown that stage of the business and I'm very eagerly uh, looking for somebody that can help offload some of those responsibilities from my task list. Um, during your time of self-employment, what was your biggest challenge? So I am a perfectionist and I'm also very sensitive and being sensitive and being in business is not a great combination. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, even now I, I, I get client critiques and my first response is always this sinking feeling that I've let them down. And, you know, obviously we worked through that, but I, I think that's definitely the, the hardest part is business is not always a friendly environment and, I'm working on developing a thicker skin, but at the same time, I think that sensitivity is also what allows us to do such a good job with what we do. So I don't want to just shove it away and put on a, a, a thick armor. I see. On the other hand, what do you like most about your job? I get bored very easily. And this is, uh, provides endless opportunities to grow and learn new things. And like I mentioned, I'm very curious. And so now I get to spend my days following those curiosities and pushing myself out of my comfort zone and doing all these things that I, well, I was never very good at thinking really far into the future. So I don't want to say I never imagined doing, but I guess I wouldn't have necessarily pictured myself doing but it's amazing and I'm in business with my husband. And so not only am I doing all these great things, but I get to do them with my partner. So it's, it's awesome. That's amazing. Um, was that also your main reason to become self-employed or were you just sick of working a nine to five job? Like when did you <laughs> had the idea to just do your own thing? Uh, so on my second date with my husband, Ares, he was already telling me to quit my job. <laughs> he was like, I don't know if we're going to continue dating, but you can't, you can't keep working there. And so it took quite a bit of working on his end. It probably took over a year and we dabbled in a few other things before we started this business. But I, in the same way that I'm a perfectionist and I'm very sensitive, I also didn't really have the confidence to go out there and to just approach companies and say, hey, I think I can do a really great job for you. And so what's so awesome about having a partner like him is that he was sort of my confidence before I had it. And so he was he's naturally great at that. And so he's able to fill a lot of the spaces that I don't have uh, as strong of skills in. So it's, I don't know that I ever would have gotten to it by myself. Maybe I would have found somebody else that would have pushed me outside of my comfort zone, but I couldn't have asked for a better partner. Awesome. Now to my favorite question. If you could hire any famous person in the world to work with you or for you, who would that be and why? Oh my. Ooh. <laughs> I, for some reason, Oprah, Oprah comes to mind and I don't know why and I don't know what I would have her do, but I guess, you know, she's just a... Uh, 
if nothing else, she would be really good at keeping spirits up and keeping a very optimistic and positive environment in the office. Uh, and, you know, the fact that she has a, a gigantic viewership also <laughs> doesn't hurt. I don't know why she's the first one that came to mind. I, I guess I'm a little removed from everything besides my business, right? <laughs> yeah. That's good. You always need someone on your team who motivates the people. And I think yeah. if you have Oprah on your team, you can basically hire any other person and that person would exactly do what you ask for if Oprah is there to push. Right, right. You know, no matter, no matter what's going on, everybody's probably smiling or figure out how to but what they need to do to be smiling again. And she seems like a cool person. Thanks. Then I'm already at my last question. Can you name three tips that you would give to any Amazon seller out there? Three tips. And they're just any tips? Any tips. Could be about okay. marketing, but also about entrepreneurial life in general, whatever comes to your mind. Okay. So I would say, number one, it's not all about that one product. So I think that it's very easy to get swept away in this idea of finding that miracle unicorn product that's just going to create this one runaway success. And just like any business, it's really about grit and determination and keeping on going. And if, if the first product isn't a runaway success and the second product is a runaway, isn't a runaway success, it doesn't mean that you're not one day going to create a really fantastic business. But The, there's a lot of learning curve and a lot of things to be figuring out. And, and so to, to not get so sort of caught up in the idea of this quick success, I think another tip would be when it comes to marketing, uh, I think that it's really easy for people to forget about the person that's sitting on the other side of the computer. And so making sure that whatever you're doing, whether it's your photography or your writing or the design of your product, always thinking about the end user is so important. Um, and, and really trying to imagine how they're going to be interacting with your product. And that will start to inform what it is that you're, you can do to really set yourself apart. So thinking about what problems your product solves, the way that this is going to be improving your customers' lives, that's how you will start to be able to think about not just talking about what your product does, but the benefits that are going to really excite the end users. And a third tip. Hmm. <laughs> Maybe for Don't beginners get... or something? Sure. Okay. So a beginner tip. Keywords are more than just the highest volume keywords. So I, a lot of times I'll get a list of keywords that clients want me to be focusing on when creating the listing and they'll go into one of the keyword tools and they'll just pull up the top 30 of the most searched keywords. And that's a great starting place. But number one, those keywords are going to be extra competitive. And number two, there are a lot of keywords that might be popping in there that aren't necessarily what you want to be incorporating into your listing because that's what the customer is actually going to see. So if there are uh, brand names of your competitors, you, yeah. you can't do that. <laughs> and sometimes the brand names are, are sneaky. They don't look like brand names necessarily. And so you really need to make, make sure that those aren't slipping in. You also want to make sure that uh, 
misspellings or other languages, those can be great things and great opportunities, but they're not what you want to be putting into the copy of your listing that everybody's going to be seeing. Because if you're misspelling your own product, that's going to look really unprofessional. Okay. Thank you. These are some great tips. Um, thank you for taking the time today to come on our show and answer my questions. It was a pleasure having you on and I hope to see you soon. Thank you so much for having me. This was a fun way to start the day. All right, guys, that was my interview with Emma. I hope you could learn some valuable things that you can apply to your business. If you want to find Emma's marketing agency, just hit the link that I put in the description. You can also find hundreds of other service providers that you may need in order to grow your Amazon business on Sermondo. Check it out and I see you.